All right, the Pelicans draft Dyson Daniels. There you go. We kind of saw this one coming a little bit. So let's break it down in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans, the live, the instant reaction right after the draft pick. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans at NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube, where we are live right after the Pelicans make their selection eighth overall, Dyson Daniels. We're going to break down this pick, why they liked him, what he needs to work on, how he fits with the team. We're going to cover it all, and I see you all in the chat. Thank you all very much for being here, and we're going to answer your questions too. So please throw them into the chat. We'll answer as many as we can, um, and we're just going to break it down. What do you think? Let me know in the in the chat right now. Do you think this is a good pick, bad pick? Would you have liked someone else? And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, Monday through Friday, covering the draft like, like no one else right now. We've done a ton of draft profiles. We've broken it down about trades, which didn't end up happening, all the sort of potential here. You know, it was a lot of fun covering this. And now the Pelicans get their guy. And I think that's the easiest way to say this, right? The Pelicans got their guy and the draft broke perfectly well for them. You know, it got a little bit dicey what could happen at seven overall with the Portland Trailblazers, but they ended up taking Shaden Sharp. And once that happened, you knew this was going to be Dyson Daniels to the Pelicans. This was the first guy they really brought in that was kind of a top 10 pick for a workout. A guy they clearly kind of evaluated early on in the process and really seemed to like. And he adds a lot of what you want this team to kind of take. And he fits a lot of the draft profile that David Griffin recently spoke about on the Ryan Russillo podcast, right? Some international flavor, whether it's being international, playing some international basketball or whatever it might be. This was a guy they think will fit in New Orleans very well. They value positional versatility, something that Dyson Daniels brings. And of course, they think they can bring along his three-point shooting, which honestly is the biggest knock on him right now. So, Let's get into some of the specifics about Dyson Daniels. 19 years old, played for the G League Ignite last season, measured at the combine six foot seven and a half with a near 6'11 wingspan. This is a guy who's great defensively. And I think first and foremost, that's something that the Pelicans value. They like to see those defensive guys who kind of make their bread, earn their living on that side of the ball. They want guys that are going to go out and play hard-nosed defense. It's why they drafted Trey Murphy at 17 last year, a guy they wanted to try and draft potentially top 10, but probably couldn't have taken him right there. They wanted you know, Herb Jones in the second round, and I'm going to be curious to see what they do. I see someone just said, Jang got taken by the Knicks. I don't have the draft up right now as I'm doing this, so I'm going to be behind on a couple of picks. So if something happens, you all need to tell me um, and let me know if there's some sort of trade or something like that. But I don't see the Pelicans trading this pick whatsoever. So first and foremost, they liked the Dyson Daniels pick because of his size and versatility defensively. He can play. He's an NBA defender right now. And the fact that he played in the G League and got that kind of professional experience, I think is a really big thing. 
This is not someone who's playing in a you know a minor league overseas or playing in a weaker conference in college basketball. He's going up against pros, and he was able to defend at a high level. So they really like that from him. The other thing they love about him, I think, is he's a bit of a playmaker, right? I've talked about this a lot the past almost month that we've been covering the draft. One of the things you want to see right now from a lot of your players and have on your team is playmaking wicks, right? Guys that are six foot seven or above who have ball handling skills that can create for others, a la Brandon Ingram or even Zion Williamson, though he's not a wing. You need more ball handlers on your team to create offense for others. And without a true point guard on the roster, the Pelicans are trying to do this kind of in increments, right? Like you have a half ball handler in CJ McCollum, a half ball handler in Brandon Ingram. And I see Jing just got traded, it looks like. Okay, I'm going to have to catch up after we do the show. And we'll go for about 30 to 40 minutes here or so. So you've got... A bunch of half ball handlers. Even Herb is a little bit of one, right? And now you're adding another one into the mix. And so this is a guy that kind of fits in seamlessly with what New Orleans is doing. And can you imagine some of the really fun lineups they're going to be able to run out there? Maybe not this season, but the future. A bunch of guys who are all going to be six foot seven and bigger and can guard and can play multiple positions. You're almost going like pure positionless basketball. In a sense, they can all play make to a certain degree and they all have offensive strengths. And that's definitely why Tyson Daniels really fits in. And I think it's the type of guy that kind of has strong basketball IQ. And we've thought for years, right, New Orleans has needed to upgrade in that area. They've needed to upgrade on the basketball IQ. And when you watch Dyson Daniels play, well, he definitely, definitely has that, right? A very strong feel for the game. He's a guy that goes out and just absolutely hustles. And he, he plays, I think the best way to describe it is like under control, right? You've seen some guys who kind of lose their handle, play a little bit wild. That is not the case for Dyson Daniels. He's a guy that is under control, is poised. You can see him stepping into this team right now and running the pick and roll already. You know, if you want to know if he's going to play minutes right away, well, it's going to be a guy that can maybe orchestrate the second unit a little bit more. <laughs> we see tell us his pros and cons here that's what we're doing we're talking about the pros and the cons and i see jonathan mr shive here says dyson actually drives the ball unlike lonzo i want i want to touch on that in the next segment an areas he needs to work on he does but he has a lot of room to grow there and does need to improve on the way he drives and i'll break that down for you coming up in the next segment here uh, but overall, I do love this pick, right? I love this pick for New Orleans. This is one that I thought might happen. I also like Jeremy Sohan, who I saw was taking ninth to the San Antonio Spurs. Once the draft kind of got to seven and Shaden Sharp went there, I don't think there was a wrong move for New Orleans. And this team is in a great spot. And most importantly with this pick, right, they can bring this guy along slowly. I just recorded a locked on hit. It might be available on the YouTube page right now. They were going to turn it around and kind of get this professional looking thing coming up. Um, Keith Sagona says, can Fred fix his shot? I'll answer that in the next in the next segment here. We'll talk about his shooting. We'll talk about what he needs to improve um, for everything. And so, you know, they couldn't do anything wrong here. And they they do have the option to bring him along slowly. He's not going to play in the G League 
next season. I can promise you that. He played in the G League this past year and was good enough to be drafted eight. I don't see him being there. I think he's just going to kind of chill around on this team, not get minutes early on, but I do think he's going to end up getting minutes by the end of the season because his defense is not going to be something that you're going to be able to keep off the court. We heard about, you know, the, the not on Herb in training camp in Nashville when they were out there. I think you're going to be hearing similar things to Dyson Daniel. So again, let me know your questions in here. We'll really get into those in the third segment. Coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans, the live episode of Locked on Pelicans, which is going to count as the Friday show. And I'll probably get a weekend show on depending on what else the Pelicans do in the draft. And I'll be answering your questions live coming up here next. Let's talk about his shot. Let's talk about shooting at the rim, the driving, where he needs to improve and kind of what the plan is for this team. But suffice to say, I love the pick for the Pelicans. I love, more importantly, the fact they didn't get cute with this. What is something, if you've been a longtime listener or just started tuning in the past month, right, that I've been saying, if your guy is available at eight, screw value, just take the guy you feel best about. And the second Dyson Daniels was there at eight, I'm glad the Pelicans didn't overthink it. They took the guy they liked, and it's as simple as that. So let's talk about the shooting, whether Fred Vinson can fix his shot. Let's talk about his the way he attacks the rim. All of those things coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Arcade One Up. I love this. And now that you're all here in the chat, you got to invite me over if you win this. Yes, win some. So we got big news, right? The one, the only NBA Jam is back. Arcade One Up, the leader in at-home retro arcade games, is not only bringing the best game ever back, but they made it bigger than ever before with a wait for it, Shaq Edition Machine. I love NBA Jam. If I'm out at one of those like barcades and it's there, I'm playing, I'm looking for other people to play. I'm trying to get four people in there all at once. So you get to go jump clear across the court, set the ball on fire in one of the first sports games to ever feature real and digitized NBA licensed teams. No fouls, no free throws, and now it's no quarters required. Compete with friends and family through all new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever. And pre-order now from ArcadeOneUp.com. That's Arcade, the number one up.com for an estimated early September ship date. Arcade One Up, they've got even more classics like Golden Tee, Mortal Kombat, and many others starting at just $3.99. And check this out. This is where you, who's all in here, need to go and do this right now. They're giving away... They're giving away an NBA Jam Shack edition to a Locked On listener. So enter for a chance to win a game console for your home at arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade1up.com slash locked on. The number one is in there. You've got till July 8th to enter to win an NBA Jam Shack edition. Don't miss out. Enter today. And then are you going to invite me over when you win? Because I'm absolutely going to want to play. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about the NBA draft. And now the newest pick for the Pelicans, Dyson Daniels. The Pelicans going out and getting their guy. Also, shout out Locked On Saints and Ross Jackson here on the live show. Uh, One of my favorites. And please make Locked On Saints your second listen today. Ross kills it. Up and coming star here. And his coverage only going to be better next season. So I'm very, very excited to see Jason Champagne says I'm winning that NBA jam machine. Yes, please go try and register to win. I want it to go to a lockdown Pelicans listener so that, so that we can hang out. We're going to become best friends then. And I can be over there playing NBA jam at your place. 
Dyson Daniels, let me know in the chat right here on the live show. What do you think? Good pick, bad pick? Was there someone else you wanted them to take? I saw a couple people saying they liked Sohan. I love Jeremy Sohan. I would have been fine with either one. But when you look at it, I think there's more offensive firepower right now from Dyson Daniels. He's more of a facilitator and less of a defender than Jeremy Sohan is, but not by a ton and slightly differently. And look, on-ball and off-ball defense is going to be really good when it comes from Dyson Daniels and he fits seamlessly into this team. I see, why am I not at the Smoothie King draft party? Because I wanted to be right here doing a live show with you all. I could have gone and hung out there, but we wouldn't be doing a live show and you wouldn't be getting the instant reaction here. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I wanted to be here with you all rather than going out, having some drinks and partying a little bit. So that's why I'm here. If the Pelicans had given me like a station to record there, it would have been a lot of fun. But I love this pick for the Pelicans. But look, Dyson Daniels does have some areas that he, he needs to improve on. And I think that's going to really be the key for this Pelicans team developing him and this being, to use a baseball metaphor, a home run, right? There's a lot of upside here. There's a lot of offensive potential that he hasn't tapped into just yet. And number one, right, first and foremost, is going to be that three-point shooting. He was not great shooting the three ball last year in the G League for the G League Ignite. 25.5% from three. That number scares you right off the bat, doesn't it? But when you really watch the film, there's a couple of things to keep in mind. That number is over the course of a whole season, right? It factors in the first half and the second half. And when you look at his progression, his shot got better as the season went on. In the second half of the G League Tour, he was shooting over 36% from three. You want to see that kind of improvement from your player. Seeing him start off slow and get better by the end of the season, that's not a red flag. That's a big green flag, particularly as your body goes through the motions, right? And you should get a little bit tired here. The fact that he has gotten even better, wonderful thing that you want to see from your guy. He is also a pretty decent spot up three point shooter. They don't need him to create off the bounce for himself. That's what CJ is there for. That's what Brandon Ingram is there for. That's what Zion is for, right? Those are the guys that want to create their own offense. You need him just to stay there and nail some threes when the ball is kicked out to him. And I do think he can do that. I can tell you from talking to a couple people in the Pelicans front office and some of the coaches who watched his individual workout for the team, he shot it lights out. At his pro day at the NBA Combine, he shot lights out. When you look at his form, his mechanics, it looks pretty good. His release point is very high. The form is fluid and very good. There's a slight dip there that I don't like. But those are the type of things that I think can get improved over time. And we've seen Fred Vinson, the Pelicans shooting coach, be one of the better ones in the league and do this. So when you look at kind of the cons, right, the areas that Dyson Daniels needs to improve, and the big one is shooting... That's what the Pelicans are known for. They're one of the few teams that you feel comfortable with them trying to develop this guy's shooting. And I think that's an important thing. If they didn't feel they could do that, would he be the pick? Maybe not. But I think when you see that he does have the ability to shoot really well, and maybe it's just time, reps, consistency, 
He'll be able to get all of that eventually. He might not have that three-point shot this season, but it'll be key to him earning minutes sooner rather than later or as the season goes on. And I see someone says in the comments, in Fred Vincent, we trust. Absolutely. He, he helped Lonzo Ball earn that $80 million contract. He helped Brandon Ingram win most improved player. We've seen him do it with other guys as well. Herb Jones is more offense than we were expecting, particularly with that shot. That is a guy in their shooting coach that is able to try and bring guys along. And I assume they're going to really be doing that with Dyson Daniels. The other area offensively that he does need to improve is finishing at the rim. He drives. I saw someone say, right, he drives much more so than Lonzo. It's not just a guy that plays on the perimeter and tries to connect the ball around, even though he does do that. He's willing to attack a defense. And I think that's one of the most important things from him. He is going to go get downhill, but at times he doesn't try and play through contact. And it leads him with, you know, he's not the most athletic guy, doesn't have that. Ooh, sorry, elite athleticism. There we go. Struggled with that one. It makes it a little bit tough at times for him to be an above the rim finisher to go up and get some of those easy buckets. And so he needs to work on that. His finishing around the rim, absorbing contact and trying to make those shots is something that he needs to work on. The good news is the Pelicans don't need that from him right away. They want a facilitator. And that's definitely what he's going to be able to bring to the table. If he can start to hit his threes at a better rate than what we're expecting, he'll get minutes by the end of the year. I don't see him cracking the rotation on game one, but game 60, you might see him getting minutes, particularly because I don't think you're going to be able to get him off the court with his defense. I think he's that good and is going to need, he's going to add a lot of what the Pelicans need. And if he shoots at a similar rate to Devontae Graham, who might be on the move, and we'll talk about that in the next segment here, I think... That's where you'll see him get these minutes early. And now the Pelicans, as I am says, the Pelicans can put out a lineup on the court with guys all 6'8 or taller. That's insane. That's an insane thing to be able to say. They can all guard multiple positions for the most part. And that's a lot of fun. Like the positionless basketball you're going to see, the amount of wings and ball handlers out there on the court all at once is going to be absolutely kind of insane for the Pelicans. I've seen someone ask, what are the comps for Dyson Daniels? We'll get into that coming up here next in the next segment, and I'll answer a lot of your questions. We'll leave this room for you guys. We'll try and go for 10, 20 minutes here. So let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And again, thank you all very much for being here. And today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. And you can find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's NHL Finals. And of course, you can get catch up on everything you want to know from the NBA and alongside Major League Baseball. Because BetOnline.net is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, scores, and more. And here's the thing. Vegas knew something was up with Paolo Bancaro going number one overall to the Orlando Magic. Bit of a surprise, right? They knew. Vegas knew. You could have made a killing getting some real good odds on Paolo Bancaro going number one overall. So betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports events, including MMA, boxing, and of course golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action over at betonline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts 
And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. And look, whether you've been with me, I've been hosting this, it'll be seven years at the start of next season. Whether you've been with me from the beginning or if you just started tuning in during the Pelicans playoff run or maybe now that they seem pretty good, you've just started watching and following the team. Welcome. Thank you all very much for being here and being part of the Locked On Pelicans community. It's been a lot of fun and it's a great time to be a Pelicans fan right now. So I appreciate you all joining me in an insane number of people right now live after the draft just happened. So thank you all for being here um, and joining me in Locked On Pelicans. So let's answer your questions. Like shoot them to the chat right now. I've seen... Um, Macadone says game 60 seems a little bit late for Dyson Daniels. He's a little bit higher on him. Seems more like 40 game 40. He thinks he's going to start to get some minutes. Alvin Porter asks, what's the reason to believe that Dyson won't get Jose's minutes? You, you've seen, I, I think, you know, from most coaches, right? They tend to trust the guys that are there. And I think Jose has earned his minutes going into next season. He signed a guaranteed contract, right? This is a guy they're very high on. They gave him a full NBA deal. I think they feel he can go in and, def- and play those backup point guard minutes, right? I think over time, you know, Jose is probably a 15 to 20 minute per game guy, no more than that. He's a little bit undersized, but right off the bat, you probably feel a little bit safer with Jose and the hustle he gives you and that energy guy off the bench. Those type of minutes that he gives you cannot be undervalued and being a spark plug for a team. And so I think that you'll still see him get minutes. I think he's earned those minutes and they want to give him those minutes and it'll be on Dyson Daniels to kind of earn those minutes through his play. And he can definitely do that eventually. But as someone just says here, right, whose minutes might he take? It's probably Devontae Graham, and I've seen a couple of you saying, do you, you know, do you see the Pelicans trading Devontae Graham today? Maybe, maybe not. You know, if a deal was going to happen, it was probably going to get done with the eighth pick, and I'm very behind. I don't know quite what's going on in the draft right now. I'm about like 30 minutes behind on it. I don't see him being traded right now. You know, the Pelicans were going to do that probably in a trade-down move, dropping from 8 to 12 and including Devontae Graham in that to give, say, the Oklahoma City Thunder the option to move up. Now that that's off the board, because I don't see them trading Dyson Daniels because it's very clear that he is their guy, it probably doesn't happen tonight. But they need to make a move, right? Because here's the issue. And I talked about this on the hit that might be on Lockdown Pelicans on the YouTube page right now. I'm not sure if it is or not. They don't have any roster spots. If they want to sign anyone, anyone in free agency, someone on the current roster, including Dyson Daniels now, needs to go. And so it remains to be seen who that might be. Someone is going to need to go, but certainly the two people that could, the most likely, I guess the three most likely, would be Devontae Graham, Jackson Hayes, and potentially Kyra Lewis Jr., depending on how they feel about him coming back from his knee injury. I don't think any of those three have very much trade value around the league and might be all negative. So you might need to kind of include a future pick or something like that to move one of them. And I don't think the Pelicans are that desperate to do it. And I don't think they should use a future asset to try and move off of any of those guys. I don't see a trade happening tonight, but it wouldn't shock me if you see a move get done before free agency starts essentially a week from now on July 1. Uh, Benjamin Board says, do you think the Pelicans make another move tonight? Yeah, I think you'll see a move in the second round. They have two second round picks. 45 and 52 or 41 and 52. Sorry. I don't think they want both of those. I think they'll probably 
try and I think they will sell. I think they'll try and use both of them to move up and maybe get a guy that could have been in the first round that has slid to the second. But more than likely, they're going to sell one of, if not both of those picks for cash, partially because they do not have the roster spots there to really kind of make it work. I think the reason they might move Jackson Hayes, because everyone is asking, is because you don't want to pay him. If he comes and says, I want $48 million over four years, are you going to give him that deal as a restricted free agent? I'm not. I'm certainly not. And the big problem is if you trade for him, you know, is a team going to want to offer him that? And I don't think they do. And I think that could be a bit of a problem. I think that's why he doesn't have much value around the league. Uh, Roscoe2117 says, it looks like no one wants A.J. Griffin. Is he falling down draft boards right now? Um, I think he is a guy that, because of the injuries, the defense, you know, really kind of uh, scared off a lot of teams. He's one-dimensional. He's a shooter, a very good shooter. But, yeah, that's not great. 504 says, I think we drafted better Lonzo Ball. That's good, right? That's good. A better Lonzo Ball is an awesome player. I got no complaints about better Lonzo Ball. I think that's a, as a if you want to make that the comp, which I don't think it is, no, no complaints about better Lonzo Ball. Shane Mitchell asks, who does Dyson Daniels remind you of? I guess better Lonzo Ball is a good one. You see shades of like a taller Derek White there, a more versatile Derek White. I think you see kind of Evan Turner in him a little bit too. And that's not, you know, even though those aren't like the sexiest names, those are good players. You know, I could see him having shades of some like Ben, Ben Simmons there a little bit in there as a tall playmaker out on the wing, though down by a couple of, um, you know, uh, inches in like less positional versatility there. But that's kind of what you see, like a playmaker out there on the, Perimeter. Jim says, are you surprised Jeremy Sohan went nine? No, I was really, really high on Jeremy Sohan in our ultimate NBA mock draft. I took him at eight. It was between him and Dyson Daniels. I just like the positional versatility of Sohan. He can guard all five positions. I think that's a big thing. Cut Tony Snell. He's not, he's not on the team. He's a free agent. So when you look at their roster, it's set right now. Those guys aren't on the team technically right now, or they won't become July July 1, but you don't need to cut them. Marcus Smart, you can see that being a bit of a comp for Dyson Daniels, but he's taller and can guard, again, more positions than just the backcourt. He's a playmaking wing, right? Like His comp is somewhat similar, I think, to Brandon Ingram to a certain degree. As a guy that can kind of go out and score for you eventually, but also will be able to facilitate for others. And it's a guy that could average four or five assists per game. And I think that could be a really excellent player for New Orleans. You can never have too many versatile wings in the NBA right now. That is where I believe the league is going. Alvin Porter says he reminds me of Ben Simmons with a competitive spirit. Um, I think that's a great way to really put it. So what other questions do you have? We, we can go for a little bit longer here. We got we got no rush now that the Pelicans are making their pick. You're all going to have to someone inform me here. One of my friends who's in here, please text me if something happens. Um, I'm going to need that in case uh, I miss kind of what's what what's going on here. Um, Jose, Dyson, Herb, Brandon, and Zion. It's a scary defense. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Eric says, why is Dyson a versatile wing? That's because he can guard multiple positions. You need that, right? There, it, it, it's a big deal to be able to switch in the NBA. So instead of just guarding your guy, if a pick and roll comes, just switch and guard the other guy. Pelicans don't do a ton of that at times. And then there's times when they do. He can do that. Dyson Daniels will be able to guard some fours in the NBA. He's going to be able to guard at least two guards, if not point guards as well, alongside threes. I think that's a really good option 
for New Orleans. Michael Zhang says we need a clutch three-point shooter who's open for a trade. Um, I think you'll see that they might try and go shooting in the second round. There's a couple of guys they could go out and get in that second round, depending on what they do with some of those picks. And we'll see how this plays out in the draft. And I'll probably have a show out on Saturday looking at what they do in the second round. If there's a guy there, even if it's just a kind of short sort of uh, quick little hit on the guy. But there's like Johnny Juzang who's out there, who's a three-point shooter, someone they brought in for a workout. There's other guys they could go out and try and get and see um, what ha- what's going on with all of these things. I think Christian Parker's messing with me saying, did you see the trade for the Hawks with the Hawks for the eighth pick and John Collins? I don't think that's going to happen. I think Dyson Daniels is their guy, and I don't really see the Pelicans moving off of this pick. This was clearly their guy from the get-go. And I think that's uh, that's kind of what they want. And again, the big knock on him, the one big knock on him was the fact that he doesn't shoot the three ball well. But here's the thing. He improved as the season went on. That is a big green flag in my book. And you can't just look at that 25.5% from three, but you've got to look at the progression. And it got better as the year went on when he was converting at about 36%. If he does that, he can earn some minutes here in the NBA, in this Pelicans rotation, I think, by the end of the season. As Joshua Nelson says, the NBA is fluid and going positionless. Pelicans are about to play the most positionless basketball if they truly want to. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And for people who've said, and I saw this happen today, someone tweeted it at me, like, why would the Pelicans go with a defensive guy at eight when against the Phoenix Suns, they struggled for periods to generate some offense? Don't forget, right? Don't forget, Zion Williamson is coming back for this Pelicans team. You want some instant offense? Zion Williamson coming back back. Saw someone ask, what are we going to be covering for the foreseeable future now that the draft is over? Don't forget, free agency starts in a week. So you're going to start seeing some free agent profiles starting on Monday. We're going to start seeing, you know, what trades the Pelicans could make to clear a roster spot. I got plenty of content. We're going to be at a period where I could drop the show down to three days a week. I don't know if I will. It still might be five days a week talking about everything you want to know about this team because there's no shortage and it's really fun to be a Pelicans fan right now. John8873 says, we need a rim protection stretch five. Someone like Mo Bamba, maybe two picks and Graham. Okay, I think, uh, let, me, let me address this one, and this will probably be its own show at some point next week. I, I do think uh, Jonas Valanciunas is underrated for this team. You know, a stretch five that defends the rim, there's like one or two of those in the league as a whole, and that's it. That's not someone that is just like readily available for this team to go get. And no, I don't like Miles Turner all of that much. I think the idea of Miles Turner is better than him as an actual player. Otherwise, you would have seen him moved by now. I don't think his defense is as overrated as some people want to make it out to be. But I don't think that he is this unicorn type of player. I think playing with Jonas Valanciunas is a little bit fine for right now. I think he's underrated defensively and gives you more rim protection than you realize. And all of the advanced stats bear that out. And he was actually pretty good against the Phoenix Suns in that playoff series. Um, Nola G says, will you cover the new TV deal in the coming days? Yeah, that might be on Monday. I might need to do an extra show on that. I actually spent a lot of time talking to a couple of people within the team, getting more specifics on how everything's going to work. I don't want to spend any time on that today. It's the draft. I got more specifics on it. It's not great. It's probably not as bad as people realize either. 
and it just kind of is what it is. But I will give you my insight and kind of what's going on with some of that um, at some point next week. So uh, stay tuned for what the what you will see uh, with the TV deal. And a lot of that's still unset yet. I don't think a lot of that is set in stone or 100% certain with some of the things that you will see from that uh junior coleman what up pelicans fans yeah that's definitely a fun day for this we keep having people join the show right now as i'm still live i'm seeing the numbers here so we'll keep going put your questions in here um coming in what do i think uh az places what do you think about sharif o'neill declaring for the draft he probably should have waited you know he he even said his dad Shaq said he should have waited it was probably the right move but sometimes these guys really want to test it. And it's not like he needs, you know, the money with his dad being there, if that's kind of being any there. Uh, yes, I will talk about the TV deal at some point next week. Uh, we will talk about second lineup, uh, the second unit looking. It might depend on kind of what they do in free agency, all of that. I think that will be, you know, some options for the Pelicans and what they can do with some of that coming up, um, depending on the second round. And if they make a trade to clear a roster spot, because they do have some of the mid-level exception available um, for them to go and get. I don't see them, I see Diego Travis saying, go get Johnny Davis, basically. I don't think you're going to see them trade back into this first round. I don't think this is a first round you want to trade back into at this point. I don't think this draft is particularly amazing. I think the Pel- it, it broke perfectly for New Orleans to be able to draft Dyson Daniels, their guy, or take Sohan at eight. Either one would have been fine, and I think that's good enough. I don't like this draft enough, and I think all the other players, basically, from there on, you can really start to pick apart. Also, has Malachi Branham been drafted yet? Has he gone anywhere? I'm kind of curious about that one, too. Uh, Someone says, can Zion become solid defensively? I think eventually he could. I think eventually he could. It's going to take some time. You know, missing a season really hurts in that regard, and it sets him back on that development, but This Pelicans team, by adding a guy like Dyson Daniels, having Herb Jones in there too. Trey Murphy's going to get more minutes. He's solid defensively. Brandon Ingram stepping up on defense too. All of that, I think, was really important for this team to kind of cover to a certain degree. For Zion Williamson, I see Lord Nixon says, a jersey change is needed. I've, I've reported on this a lot, and I'll tell you all again. There will be a slight change for some of the jerseys coming this year. I can't give you any more than that. I have seen them or it, I should say, that um, will definitely be happening. There will be some change, probably not the changes that you all are hoping for. I also have some other info on that that i got to figure out how I can kind of get out to you all because it's actually pretty cool, but there will probably be an episode this offseason on the jerseys at some point. Eric says, does Zion coming back change the culture of the team? I don't think anything about the culture is going to change. I do think the culture is very set right now. To the point where, when Zion returned to the team from Portland, he was having so much fun and bought into the culture of this team, right? He seemed to really enjoy himself being here. So I think he's just going to fit seamlessly in. If anything, he's buying in more than we've ever seen from him before, right? He is here in New Orleans. We just saw him going to the playground and doing the photo op. Doing the what the Boys and Girls Club, the YMCA, whatever it was with that, making an appearance there. Saying and doing all of the right things. He's doing all of that. And I love that. So I don't think anything changes with the culture other than he's buying in, which to a certain degree probably just strengthens it. The jerseys involves the red jerseys. That's all I'll say with that. Uh, someone says Temple needs to be an assistant coach. He would be great in that role. Um, then later to be a head coach. Maybe, but he's getting paid $5 million the next two years. I don't see him giving that up if he doesn't need to. 
So if you get rid of him, it's going to probably have to be via trade. I don't see it with him retiring necessarily. Let's see what CJ does with Dyson Daniels. Look, CJ, the consummate professional. Culture changer here for New Orleans with everything that he's done. He's been great and looks to be so important, right? Roscoe2117 says, looks to be doing all the right things, and that's all you can really ask right now. Yep. Jonathan Compton. Woj ruins watching the draft, man. Yeah, you could just really stay like stay off Twitter if you kind of want to have the suspense of the picks and all of that, but it's really, really tough to do. Um, so I get it. It's not fun. Like we knew this was the Pelicans pick, like basically two picks in advance. And I was trying to like get on here a little bit sooner for anything. See, Shane Mitchell says, what's your honest grade on this draft by the Pelicans? We got to see what they do in the second round, right? So if we're just grading the Dyson Daniels pick, I think it's like an A minus A. I don't really want to give it an A because it's, Tough to figure it out. But look, this was a guy the Pelicans really identified early on in the process, really liked. They went out and they got their guy. There's something to be said for that. As I'd been saying, don't get, don't overthink it. You don't need to get cute. Just draft the guy that you want. The Pelicans did that. I like it. I like everything he brings to the table. I thought he was a top 10 pick. I really thought that this was the right kind of guy for this team. I love the wing versatility, the playmaking that he can bring. I think that's great. Asked, what do you want to see the Pelicans do in the second round? I don't think it matters. That guy, whoever they draft, barely has a chance of making the team. I don't know if they'll end up keeping both of those picks. I don't know if they'll end up making a pick in the second round. I think they would like not to. Um, I think that's kind of the important thing here. I don't hate anyone. I'm just trying to. I can only see so and answer so many questions at one time, you guys. Uh, but we do these live shows once a week, right? I've been doing them on Thursdays. It is a Thursday. We'll be a Thursday again. Next week, too, we'll probably go live right before the start of free agency, so that's going to be a lot of fun. They're usually Thursday at 6 p.m. We went a little bit later because of the draft here, but I wanted to be live for y'all. So let's answer one or two more questions, and we're going to wrap up here and enjoy the rest of the draft, and I can kind of chill a little bit. Did did I saw some people said that Dyson Daniels said a lot of really great things about New Orleans. You've got to love to hear that. Two, what are, uh, Eric says, what are the odds the Pelicans pick up a star this offseason? At this point, very slim. I don't see them moving Dyson Daniels. You would almost have to in a trade for a star. I don't really see a big, big move coming down the pipe for New Orleans at this point. It's going to be a relatively quiet offseason. You may see a guy like Devontae Graham shipped out, but more to create a roster spot for them to sign someone with the mid-level exception in free agency. That's going to be the extent of it. Um, Keith asked, did I get my snowball today? No, I was too busy doing draft stuff and prepping for all of this. You wouldn't believe the amount of work that goes into doing all the prep work. When you see me do like a 20-minute show on there, I've probably spent about an hour kind of planning that show out. There's a lot of work that goes into behind the scenes here. I've seen the Zion Voodoo shoes. I don't particularly love those, though I do like the Zion 2 more than the Zion 1. I wouldn't recommend canceling your Built Bars because they are awesome. They're delicious. I ate one of those today. Needed some fuel before the draft to kind of keep me going because it's still going to be more coverage here. Uh, this is a good question to end on. Here's a great question to to end on. This comes from Plunky Morris. When do you think Zion's going to sign that max contract? You know, I've been a proponent and I've said this that... Just give him a full unrestricted max. I would offer him full five years, fully guaranteed, because look, those injury protections are only in there if you cut him. If you don't cut him, he earns all of the money, and they're never going to cut him. Barring like a leg being amputated, you will never see them cut Zion Williamson over the course of this deal. At that point, just give it to him fully guaranteed, and don't let him have a player option. 
I, uh, I'm sure they've already talked to him about this. Full five years, fully guaranteed, no player option. If he takes that, sign it the first chance you can. I still think this gets done relatively early in free agency. You know, if not, you know, at that midnight, soon after, and we can kind of put to bed, you know, and rest all of those other kind of things. So appreciate everyone being here. We went a little bit longer than I thought, but that's awesome. You're all still here. I wish we could go for hours and hours, but we'll do another live show next week. We might go live this weekend at some point now that we've got this kind of up and running and it's pretty easy. I love it. It's going to be really fun here. Um, why did, so why did Philly do that with Joel? I don't know. Just give them some protection in case you needed to. Thing was, he missed two full seasons, not just one. There's a big difference there in some of the injuries and the time that he's missed. But we've seen what Zion is capable of when he when he's healthy, and it sounds like he is fully healthy. So, uh, you know, when you're in a small market, you, you got to kind of do what you can here. So this has been a lot of fun. There should be another video on the YouTube page right now. If you go there right now, if not right now, very soon, of me with some of our draft experts talking about this pick, why I like it, get the insider perspective on it and the draft expert perspective on it. That's going to be there. And, of course, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you all so much for being here, for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're still Monday through Friday covering all of the topics you want to hear. The most important thing that I've been doing right now. It's all relevant, right? We were covering the draft during draft season. We'll get to free agency this time. We're not covering anything that's not relevant to the team. We're tackling the most important topics. We're doing it Monday through Friday, completely free like nobody else. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Give me a follow on Twitter if you don't already, at Nola Jake. And yeah, I'll be back with y'all probably at some point this weekend to record something on the second round. And maybe once we've kind of heard a little bit from Dyson Daniels, we have some media availability. Tari Eason getting drafted very cool out of LSU to the Rockets. I like that for him. Um, That's going to be really great. I'm looking forward to the rest of the draft. Looking forward to what the Pelicans do in the second round. A ton of free agency talk coming on Monday, Tuesday, the rest of the week. And yes, we will get into the TV deal too. Again, I have some more inside info on that to share with you kind of what the Pelicans were thinking, what they hoped from all of you. Spent a lot of time on the phone to people today about that, grilling them about that sort of thing. So it's going to be coming. Appreciate everyone who joined me in here. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all next time.